Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My hope is that we can be collectively in a great place. Mm-hmm. Because that I might be a little difficult. <laughs> also, it's good to have goals. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> but why is that going to be difficult? Well, we all know I can't stay Karen, so... Well, this feeling's be, mutual. Me and drunk Karen will probably never well, be good. So I have decided that I'll just tell your truth. Your whole truth. And that's nobody. You don't want this. You're, you're I'm drunk true. You are a drunk. You're cheating true. And you're hot. You're broke true. Shut up. She brought it Just up. Just shut up. I'll, I'll spread it out over time. So, don't worry. You know what? I won't you tell it all tonight. Stuff. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from the season premiere of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Our ladies are back, and better than ever. You guys, I'm so happy, so thrilled that these women have returned to our TV screens. Now, ordinarily, I'd go in order of the episode, and we'd break down scene by scene, but we just got to start off with that fight that happened at the end, where Karen was telling Giselle she's got a hot box. I mean, you guys heard it. In that clip, you hear Karen in the background. She's, you're a hot box. And she just keeps saying, you're hot, fiery box. And as it was happening, I don't know about you guys, but I was wondering, like, what's the hot box story? Like, what? And then I heard it sort of faintly in the background. And then eventually, the producers, the editors, whoever was uh, handling the audio, they did put it in better focus so we can hear Karen talking about Giselle's hot box. I don't know exactly what it means. I did look on our Urban Dictionary to see, like, what does it mean to have a hot, fiery box? And I believe that Karen used it in a different way than Urban Dictionary even uses it. So I think, Karen, we need to get a separate dictionary for our dear queen icon legend, Karen Huger, the Grand Dame. Because it's not even, the Urban Dictionary said a hot box is when you, you know, it's smoking weed and getting in a hot box. You know, I've, I've been aware of that definition. But I believe Karen Huger to be using it in terms of like, uh, in reference to the vagina. So I don't know, uh, but I do want to read some things, some back and forth that was happening between Karen and Giselle, uh, as well as Wendy and a few others uh, at the end of this episode as this fight was happening. I was writing it down fast and furiously because a lot was happening. So much was going on, and I wanted to make sure I got these quotes right. So you guys just heard Karen yell, your hot box, your hot box. You know, that was happening as Giselle was like, I'm going to tell your truth, your whole truth, nothing but the truth. Like she was in a few good men or something. And then uh, we hear Karen in the background. And then Karen says, want to talk about your fiery box on fire and why you can't keep a man? <gasps> you guys. <laughs> the fiery box and why you can't keep a man. I mean, what was happening? And that would have been enough for me, but it kept going. Wendy said, are you talking about her coochie on fire? Are you talking about her coochie on fire? And that's what we all wanted to know. Wendy was asking the questions that we were all at home asking the TV screen. So God bless Wendy back for her second season, Dr. Wendy. 
And then Giselle, or, or Karen says, yes, her fiery box. Uh, and then Giselle responded with, no, Karen's box is dry. So now that was a good confirmation that we were getting about um, the metaphor between the box, the fire box, the now the dry box, uh, and uh, the vagina. Because at first, again, wasn't sure. Then Giselle says to Karen, the ding dong, uh, this is exact quote, exact quote, ladies and gentlemen, the ding dong in her house is broken. The ding dong in her house is broken. Now, this is a reference to Ray's uh, penis. Excuse my language, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just trying to break down the episode. Uh, but yes, the ding dong in your house, in her house, is broken in regards to uh, the grand dame's husband, Ray. And then Karen responded with, Well, your man's ding dong is in everyone else. Your man's ding dong is in everyone else. <laughs> I love this show. I love it. I was so happy they're here. And then Karen said something. That's why he went to Sing Sing. Now, I don't really understand. That was in reference to Jamal uh, and Giselle's fiery box. But I don't know exactly. Sing Sing, I, I might have missed something. Did they go to Sing Sing? Uh, look, uh, unclear, you guys. I can't remember everything. I'm sure this happened last season. Sing Sing must be some sort of area. I can't remember at all. Uh, but I'm sure we'll get more information. That was the end of the episode. It ended on To Be Continued. So we're going to get all answers to all about the fiery boxes, the dry boxes, the all the box information. I hope that we'll get information too. Um, but I do want to back up, you guys, that was, I had to talk about that because this whole episode is so good, but that ending, you guys, it was just pure chaos. In the best way, these women deliver uh, like nobody's business. I mean, it's truly insane. It makes me look at the other franchises and I think, really, that's what you're giving us? When I'm watching Potomac, I'm thinking, what's happening over on New York? Like, why? They need to watch these shows because, uh, you know, there's a lot of good stuff here happening on Potomac. And if you're sleeping on it, you need to wake up. Wake up, little bear, because this show is fantastic. Okay. And I will not allow it. I will not stand for anyone not watching Potomac anymore. I just will not handle it. Especially, especially if you're out there and you say, oh, I watch Orange County. You love Orange County, but I don't watch Potomac. You need to wake up. Because this franchise is 100 times better than Orange County. Although I'm very excited you guys see Heather Dubrow started filming. Heather Dubrow is back on Orange County, and she already started filming. We saw a clip on our Instagram, or just a still frame of her on Instagram, surrounded by production. Everyone had their masks on, except for Heather Dubrow was in workout gear. And I'm very excited about it. Very excited about Orange County. I hope it comes back to us, because, you know, they left us for a while. Uh, but if you're someone who says, oh, I watch Orange County or I watch the other ones, but I don't watch Potomac, you need to cool it. You need to cool it and you need to turn on Potomac because it's top tier and they're giving us everything. It's a whole conversation about hot boxes. So that's uh, that's the that on that. Now, we open Potomac real quickly, I should say. I don't know exactly how for the Everything Iconic podcast recaps of Potomac. I don't know if I'm going to do them separately from New York and Beverly Hills or if I'm going to add them all together. I haven't figured it out yet. So just stay tuned to the podcast feed. You'll get them when you get them. Follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. Uh, you'll get the the podcast episode there. I haven't figured out the schedule. We're going to be covering Potomac. I just don't know if they're going to be separate or they're going to go with the other housewives. But it's premiere week, so I figured we needed to have a whole separate one. I took a whole week off from the podcast, and so... We're back. It didn't really feel like much of a vacation that I had. I took a week off, but I was still doing interviews and I had a writing project. So, you know, I still need a vacation, but it was nice. Uh, it was nice to come back and talk about these women because I love them. And, you know, even just taking a week off from recapping these women, you know, I end up missing all of them, all of them. Uh, 
so we open Potomac with, uh, let's see, Candace is singing, and the producer says to Candace, in one word, describe what last year was like. Then we see this montage of everything that was happening last year. Of course, Monique had that uh, thing with Candace, and Wendy says, you never know who your real friends are. Uh, don't listen to them, watch them. And we get a little bit of a dramatic recap of last season, which, again, last season was fantastic. It was such good TV. Such good TV. Then we get our taglines. Our taglines. So we've never talked about these Potomac taglines yet, so I want to just run through them quickly. Giselle's tagline is, the secret to this pretty face is staying in the shade. Now, Giselle's shady, again, and you guys know I don't really care for Giselle, but she's fabulous for the show. I never want her to leave the show, by the way. Just because I do not like this woman does not mean I don't recognize that she needs to be on this program because she stirs the pot and she gets a lot going. But if I was on the cast with her, I would not care for that. I would not care for that. But uh, as it stands, I'm Team Wendy and Team Karen. I mean, you guys know that. Firmly, I'm sorry. If you're not, I apologize. I apologize. So then we get to know Mia's tagline. Mia is the new woman. She says in her tagline, if you want to pop off, I'll be happy to get you adjusted. That's because she's a chiropractor. Real play on words, chiropractor. You know, I love a chiropractor. I do, you know, get your back uh, knocked out. Sometimes you just need someone to beat you up a little bit. And we've talked about that before. Uh, but I like this Mia, you guys. We'll talk about her later, but oh, I'm excited about her. Mia seems like a star. A star. She seems like someone... I can't believe they found her. I just feel lucky. I feel lucky and blessed. I know it's only been one episode, and I could feel differently by episode two. I might change my mind completely. But as it stands, I feel lucky that we got Mia. Uh, Then we have Robin's tagline, I may keep you waiting, but trust me, I'm worth it. Now, that's because she's always late. She never shows up on time. And we learned this episode that she needs nine hours of sleep. And I want to laugh at that, but actually I'm worried about our dear Robin because she's obviously going through something mentally. And I know they filmed this early in the pandemic, so I can only imagine what it'd be like when you're, you know, uh, very depressed and having to go film a reality show where all your castmates are talking about a hot box. So my heart goes out to Robin. Now, Ashley's tagline is, the only thing messier than two boys is me. Now, oftentimes with these taglines, I do believe that it's the producers coming up with them. I think very rarely is a housewife coming up with their own tagline. Uh, And this one in particular, the only thing messier than two boys is me, I believe it to be one of the gay producers who walked into an orgy and said this very phrase and thought, that should be Ashley's tagline. You know, that's what I believe. Because it just sounded like uh, something I've heard before. The only thing messier than two boys is me. So, uh, you know, I like it, though. It works for Ashley. She's got the kids. Candace, uh, her tagline is, my blessings are many and my patience is none. She got no patience, you guys. She got no patience. Wendy, Dr. Wendy, I love Dr. Wendy. Her tagline is, this professor doesn't just grade on a curve. She sets the curve. Now, we know her whole season, it's going to be about the boobies. About the boobies. We're getting a lot of that this episode about Dr. Wendy's new body. She looks phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, I truly like the work she did. I think Karen said at one point, like, whoever she did, like, I need the name of the doctor. And I thought the same thing. I was like, I need to email Dr. Wendy and see, like, who did this? She always looked good, but it's just like, this glow up is fantastic. She always looked beautiful, though. Now, Karen, oh, also one more thing about Dr. Wendy. I feel happy that the whole last season, her whole first season, all of her stuff was about how she was a professor. And I felt like they leaned into that and edited her as if, like, that's the only thing going for her. 
So I was excited that now she at least can be sexy and she could be all of these other things, a more dimensional person, instead of just being like the professor. Professor. Okay, then Karen the Grand Dame, my favorite. Uh, her tagline is, the Grand Dame can never be duplicated, imitated, or intimidated. Did I read that properly? Uh, can never be duplicated, imitated, or intimidated. It's kind of a tongue twister, to be honest with you. Kind of a tongue twister, but you know what? She can do no wrong in my eyes. I love her. Although I'm a little worried, you guys. Are we not worried about the Ray uh, renewing of the vowels? Uh, the vows, not vowels. I mean, we're not Vanna White up in here, but I'm a little concerned because we know in the history of this show, of this franchise, that when somebody says they're going to renew their vows, it could mean divorces on the horizon. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Karen and Ray. And honestly, if there's anyone I believe that this could work out for, it's those two crazy kids. Because, you know, I just have faith in them. I just have faith. But, you know, we know it's the kiss of death. Again, if there's anyone that could buck that trend, it's our dear Grandam. Now, we open with Wendy doing that sort of TikTok challenge. She invites everyone to a nude interlude where everyone's supposed to wear shades of nude. She does a sexy little invite. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Her husband's filming, filming it. And those two, you guys, one of the hottest couples on Bravo, her and Eddie. Ooh, they're gorgeous. But I'm excited. And, and I don't know about you guys. I sort of felt a little bit... I felt a little bit dirty watching like this invite thing because it was so sexy. We don't normally see that. Like, granted, on The Real Housewives, oftentimes they talk about sex or dick. I like dick. But it is sort of rare to get like a naturally sexy scene or someone trying to be or being very sexy. It usually comes across as forced or awkward. And I don't know about you guys, but I felt a little bit like, oh, my God, I'm like sweating watching that that whole thing until they stop the camera. And then she like she's like, whoo, you know, but. I was feeling a little bit, because normally in Housewives, when they try to be sexy, I always think of like Tamara and Eddie in the bathtub, where you're just watching it like, you guys agreed to film this? <laughs> Why did you do that? Um, but, you know, Dr. Wendy, love her. Then we kind of catch up with everyone. So we cut to Giselle's West Wing, her house. You guys, Giselle, it, it appears to me at least, again, I'm not a fashionista, what the fuck do I know? But it appears to me that she has not hired a new stylist in between this season and last because she's wearing green polish, a red plaid shirt, and a vest. It was a lot for the eyes. It was a lot. Very very aggressive to the eyes, to the naked eye. Then uh, we cut to Karen, who's feeding a plant, which made me miss T'Challa, you guys. T'Challa has passed. I don't think they have re- released a reason yet, but Monique did post that there was a freak accident and T'Challa has passed. And that made me so sad. You guys, T'Challa was the best last season. Just the best. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, T'Challa. Then we see Robin's new house with Juan. Juan's still sexy. We see Candace. She just moved into a new townhouse or a new house uh, that her last townhouse sold for $775,000. Her new house is over 10,000 square foot. And it was uh, purchased for $1.1 million. And that's disgusting to me here, live in L.A., because we're looking for a house here in L.A. And for $1.1 million, you get like 2,000 square foot, not even. I mean, it's truly frustrating here, and I need to move, is the point of that story. But I'm glad Candace got a new house. She's got a room for Dorothy, too, the mom. Did you see the room for Dorothy? They got a stand-up, like a one of those things. Like Remember back in the day, you go into the video store, you go into a Blockbuster, and they'd have like a full stand-up of, of uh, Will Smith when Wild Wild West came out or something like that, you know? Well, it's like, uh, Dorothy got one of those made for her spare bedroom. 
I don't understand. Was that that had to have been custom made? Like, I don't think Dorothy was doing some promo that they had one made for her. They had one in the house in the spare bedroom. I want to stay in that room now. I mean, I saw that room and I was like, I want to stay in the Dorothy suite. You know how we named Dorinda's house uh, Bluestone Manor, and they got the fish room. I think we need to name Candace's house and call it the Dorothy room. Anyway, then we cut to Ashley with the baby, and uh, I hate to even say his name, Michael. Ugh, I hate Michael. Right when I saw him, I thought, (laughs) hate that man. I do not care for that man. Uh, And look, they're 10 days away from the baby. She's pregnant, about to have another baby. And the one baby's uh, hopping around that apartment. And it didn't look to me at first like the baby even cared for Michael. I mean, he looked at Michael the way we all look at Michael, like, uh, get out of here. You know, he didn't seem to care for Ashley seems happy, though, and seems good. Uh, Michael, though, it was really grossing me out. He was, like, licking his lips and looking at her, and she was wearing this tiger shirt. Started talking about sex. They haven't had sex since she was five months pregnant. And she, of course, says she's worried about him cheating, because he's always cheated. He's cheating every five seconds. Every five seconds, he's just cheating. And I wish we'd get this man off television. He does make good TV. Angel Devil, you know, the devil on my shoulder is saying, you know, we don't want him off TV because he's a big hot mess. And uh, he gives us good TV. But the other part of me is like, I don't want to enable this awful human being who keeps cheating on his gorgeous wife. So, I don't know. They're back, though. Here they are. You guys, let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and talk more about the Real Housewives of Potomac. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Everything Iconic. Okay, so then we got to Giselle arriving at Candace's house in this fur. And right when I saw the fur, I was like, uh, I don't know if it was faux fur, but it just didn't look very appealing to me. Uh, but I couldn't believe when she took off the fur, I was even more shocked by her outfit underneath the fur. It was like a lot of bow work. It was a shimmer. I mean, you guys, these Giselle fashions. I mean, Karen Huger said it best when she was on Watch What Happens Live that her bad fashions are her signature. Uh, you guys, and I, every time I see something uh, Giselle's wearing, I think, what the fuck? How did that happen? How did that happen? I think, who let that happen? And I wonder what these producers are thinking when she gets in front of the red light to film the episode. I mean, they must be thinking, like, that's what you're wearing. Like, I wonder if anyone says, maybe like a PA on set or something says to Giselle, that's what you're wearing? That's what you're wearing? I don't know. I'm sure somebody does. Sure, somebody does. Anyway, Candace has the bonus child now. She That's what she calls her. Um, it's one of Chris's kids, or she, Chris has got the kids there. And it seems cute. I like seeing Candace as sort of the the what she calls like the bonus mom. I was happy about it. And Chris showed up in the gray sweatpants. And uh, I know they were talking about his work or something, you know, like that's going to be their storyline is like Chris is managing Candace or like doesn't have work or something. I don't know. I was too distracted that he was wearing the gray sweatpants. I love a man in a gray sweat. Straight men, gay men, if you're out there listening, wear a gray sweatpant um, because we like it. Ladies, am I right? Ladies, am I right? I like dick. You guys know those gray sweatpants. We love them. Love them. Okay, so then Candace brings up Jamal. Now, Giselle and Jamal are not good. Uh, Giselle says they can't see each other because he sees 8,000 people weekly. Now, this is the, this is the height of the pandemic. And forgive me, but I don't recall it being, uh, something that even, the Catholic Church or other churches, I didn't know they were seeing people, such large congregations of people, at the height of the pandemic. Um, but apparently that was happening. He was seeing 8,000 people. I didn't get that. I didn't understand that. Shouldn't they have shut down or moved to virtual or something? I know a lot of churches and stuff moved to virtual. Couldn't they have done a Zoom? Like, did Jamal really have to be doing 8,000 people uh, in the congregation weekly? Just seemed like a bad idea. What do I know, though? I'm not the CDC. Anyway, then I Candace says uh, she wonders if the public embarrassment of the reunion last season has anything to do with Giselle kind of feeling awkward about the Jamal thing. And uh, look, this is going to be interesting to watch play out. They call Karen the Grand Dama hater. And Giselle says, F Karen. And I didn't like this, you guys. I feel very strongly in my support of Karen Huger. And normally on these shows, you know, I don't normally ride that hard for these people because I know the next episode we're not going to like them, right? But Karen Huger, for some reason, I have more allegiance to than most others in this uh, universe. And she's one of the few housewives I've never interviewed. Like, she's one that I've, I'm trying to get her on the show. Hopefully we'll get her on the show this season. But, you know, I've never even met her, never interviewed her. And I still, I, I ride so hard for Karen Huger. And a lot of you probably get frustrated by that. You know, those of you who do not like the Grand Dame, you probably think, Danny, stop. You're seeing, uh, we have blinders on with Karen Uecker. But you know what? I can't help it. I love her. I love her. Uh, anyway, we cut to the Grand Dame with Ray Ray. And they're going through the closet to look for her wedding gown because she wants to sew it into Raven's wedding gown. Uh, 
And this is when Karen uh, reveals that she's renewing the vows. She says, it's so nice, we're doing it twice. That's what they're calling it. And I'm very concerned about it. But you know what? I'm going to support my queen and my grand dame regardless. Regardless. We also learn that Ray like canceled the first wedding. And they show this picture of young, hot Karen. That's how they labeled her in the picture. And she looked gorgeous. I love seeing the young young photos. Let's see. Giselle then uh, threatens to tell Karen's truth um, because Karen is telling stuff about Jamal. So that's when... That's when this whole thing is sort of introduced to us. Like Giselle's and I have been with Karen and she's about to tell it. And then Karen in her scene with Ray Ray says Giselle's redirecting her anger at Jamal to her. And they show the tweets on screen. They show uh, Giselle kind of tweeting uh, poorly at Karen. And I don't like to see that either. I don't like to see that either. Then all the women, we see them get the invite to Wendy's nude party. Suddenly, Ray wanted to go. There was a funny moment, though, where, like, Ray was trying to see the video, and, like, it was this... I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. I truly do not. But it was a very... uh, It was a very funny little Ray looking at the video and being, like, turned on by the Wendy of it all, and Karen being like, stop it. But it was playful. I don't even know... I don't even know how to explain it, but it was really cute and funny and weird, and I loved it. So then we cut to Wendy. She got the new bubbies, and her and Eddie, again, so hot, but she goes to the doctor to check out the new bubbies. And look, she just wants to be her authentic self, she says. She wants to be the professor. She wants to get the... the I think she looks great. Anyone should do whatever they want with their body. And if it's uh, you know all within reason, you know it's good. And she looked amazing. Good for her. I did laugh, though, that the doctor, he had the face mask on with his logo on it. I don't know. It made me laugh. But the interesting thing about this whole Wendy situation is that the producers are sort of, they asked her in her confessional, did you have any other work? And Wendy says, no. But they're making it out to be that she said, yeah, that, that she did have more work done. And even later in the episode, Robin says something like, oh, she got her ass done. And they show like a side by side. So the producers are telling us that Wendy did have other work done, which I don't know if that'll come into play later. I don't know if they're just being a little bit shady. Again, either way, she looks amazing. Then we cut to Juan and Robin. I don't know why I said Juan like that. Juan? I don't know what happened there. Um, but Juan is very COVID safe. And they're out. They're getting a shake. Juan tells Robin, he's like, wake up, little bear. You know, he doesn't say little bear, but he says, wake up. And Robin uh, reveals that she doesn't wake up until 10 a.m. And then she orders some Chick-fil-A. And uh, Juan says sometimes she doesn't even want to wake up until 2 or, or noon. And Robin says, I need nine hours. And they want to, Juan wants another kid, but not when Robin's asleep. You know, she got to wake up. And I get it, you guys. I get it. Because I feel that, you know, when you're depressed, sometimes it's even hard to get out of bed. So the fact that she's even filming a scene. And I'm glad that she's talking about it because I think so many people, especially during the COVID, you know, or last year, everyone was going through some stuff. And so I just, I applaud her for talking about it, but I'm also yelling through the screen like, Robin, wake up. Your hot husband wants to have another kid with you. Um, and we, I thought that's what she wanted too, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, my heart goes out to Robin. We love Robin. You know, the green-eyed bandits, I talked about how I don't really care for Giselle. But I do really love Robin, oddly enough. I know they're sort of like a team. Um, but, you know, we're, we're all layers. We're all layered people here. Uh, then we cut to everyone getting ready for the nude party. Wendy's got a chef, the party planner. The daughter, Carmen, is adorable, too. Did you see Wendy's kids? Oh, they're adorable. And Wendy got the titty cupcakes. So then, uh, you know, the kids are all around. She didn't send the kids upstairs. She wants to give the two boys a titty cupcake. 
so she says, like, I wonder if they're going to to know what this is. And so she gives each of the boys a titty cupcake, and they didn't get it. They didn't get it. They just ate the cupcake, and it looked delicious, too. You know, I'm not a fan of titties, but I love to eat a titty cupcake. You know, that's on my diet. So, uh, you know, I was happy. I was happy they got to have a cupcake because, you know, when I was younger, my mom used to throw a bunch of parties. You know, I come, I come from a big family. My mom always had people over, throw these big dinner parties. And she would always get so mad. She would cook all this food and she'd get it ready. And when I was younger, like in our, in the house I grew up in, my mom would keep all the food in like the laundry room. This is like a weird thing. I don't know if this is an Ohio thing, but she would keep like whatever food she'd make, she'd just have it in the laundry room and then she'd bring it out to like the display or the table. Or sometimes for some parties, if it was a big party, people would have to go to the laundry room and collect their food on the washer dryer and then come back in the room because we didn't have a big house grown up. So, uh, you know, but I remember my mom would make all this food. And then if we would take any of the food, I had two older brothers, if we would have like a bite of something, if she made a, let's say a pizza, for instance, or if she made, a, I don't know, rigatoni or meatballs, whatever it was, if we would have some before the guests would come over, she would fucking lose it. My mom, Linda, would lose her shit. She would see us, she'd make a big Anna pasta plate, throw it on top of the washer dryer, and then we would sneak in there to have some of it. And if she saw us, you guys, Linda Pellegrino, you'd think, you know, she's a nice Midwestern woman, but she would lose her shit if she saw me or my brothers taking even just a little piece of cheese off that Anna pasta plate. She didn't care for it. She would lose, turn into, I don't know, a different human being, just yell at us. Because she wanted all the plates to look perfect. And uh, she didn't want them to look like they were picked over before the guests got there. So the fact that Wendy was allowing the kids to have the titty cupcake, I thought, you know, good for her because Linda Pellegrino was not allowing it. She, if, I mean, she never had titty cupcakes at one of our Pellegrino parties, but she did have lots of plates of food. And if we took any, even a single little sliver, she'd, Dan, what are you doing? Dan, stop that. Don't take my cheese before my guests arrive, Dan. Get out of the laundry room. Get out of there. You know, she, she'd hear our little footsteps going into the laundry room for a snack. <laughs> Get out of the laundry room. Daniel Michael. Danster. Danster. Get out of the laundry room. What are you doing in there? That's for my guests, not you. And then the guests would arrive and she'd act like everything was just so like <laughs> hunky dory. Uh, Hunky Dory. You guys saw Beverly Hills Housewives. You guys with Hunky Dory and Kathy Hilton. Who is Hunky Dory? Who is Hunky Dory? Oh my God, you guys made me so happy. Who is Hunky Dory? She did not know who Hunky Dory was. And honestly, that's a question we should all be asking ourselves. Who the fuck is Hunky Dory? Anyway, the cat, Kathy Hilton, we love her. We love her. I don't even care if she's playing a part, if she's a character, acting. I don't give a shit. Her saying, who is Hunky Dory? Brought so much joy to my life. So much joy. We'll talk about Beverly Hills later in the week. Anyway, what's going on here? So she, the kids got the titty cupcakes. Good for them. They went upstairs. And uh, this is the first time people are at Wendy's house. Apparently, it's far away. I was very stressed because it was wintertime and everyone was wearing the shoes. Everyone was wearing the shoes throughout the house. I mean, it looked like a lot of wet snow. A lot of wet snow. A lot of stuff being uh, dragged into the house. It's concerned about it. Anyway, then we cut to Mia and Karen. Mia's the new gal. She, uh, Karen says she's a boss and Karen says we met through a business acquaintance, AKA the producers. I'm sorry to have to tell you, but I believe that to be the producers. She said we met through an acquaintance and you know what? The acquaintance was one of the producers that's, uh, hired her for the show. Sorry to say it, but now we said it. 
Now we said it. Anyway, she owns her own chiropractic franchise. We see Karen getting her back adjusted. She says, that's like when I first met Ray. (laughs) Wendy and Karen, it's revealed they're moving on. They're my dream team for this season, you guys. I'm super excited about it. Then uh, everyone arrives at Wendy's house. Wendy says, welcome to the nude interlude. I'll be right down. And then uh, apparently Candace can't make it because she's got the poops. She's got the shits. You know, she's doing number two at the house. She can't make it to the party. She was going to. We saw her for a minute. Uh, we saw her, like, with this one quick clip of her where she was, like, running to the toilet to do a, to drop a deuce. And uh, I wondered, you guys, did you catch this? This one quick scene. Everyone is getting ready for the party. We saw Candace. She's like, oh, no. And she was running to the bathroom. And I actually, I have this strange theory. I could be totally off base, but I believe that to be a pickup shot because... I can't imagine the producer. I, I just don't feel like the producers were there at Candace's house when she had the poops. And so in my head, and maybe I'm uh, just fantasizing or, or crazy or whatever, but in my head, I imagine producers, like they were editing this episode and they were like, oh, we need footage of Candace uh, telling us that she's going to the bathroom because otherwise it won't make sense to the audience. Like why Candace isn't at this party. Uh, maybe they didn't film a scene of her saying she couldn't make it. I don't know what the situation was, but I do believe that producers like reached out to Candace and were like, Hey, we got to p- film a pickup scene. A pickup scene is something that they film much later in the season or even after the season is wrapped. So in my fantasy, they like emailed Candace, we got to film a pickup scene. Then they get to her house and they're like, we need to just do a quick shot of you run to the bathroom saying you got to take a deuce. And then they had to shoot it, you know, and that's what I'm choosing to believe happened here. I'm choosing to believe that. Whether it's true, I don't care. Uh, but she didn't make it to the party is the point of that. Um, anyway, Ashley, I felt bad for her. She's, she's super pregnant, and she arrived. She put her heels on, and her feet are swollen. I was like yelling at scream, stop, Ashley. Just enjoy your swollen feet and put on some slippers or something. I don't know. Let's get her some slippers. Uh, something. Or those slipper socks. You know, get some Ugg slipper socks. Those are great. Because I don't know if you have those. Those Ugg slipper socks. Love them. Although, word to the wise, don't order those on Amazon, you guys. Order them directly. If you're getting the UGG, like, slipper socks, don't order it. You know, Amazon, sometimes you order something, and it'll say it's one brand, and then you get it in the mail, and they disintegrate upon opening. Word to the wise. Word to the wise. Be careful what you order on Amazon. You know, I once ordered expired cupcakes that expired back in 2008. It's dangerous out there. You know, you can't just order willy-nilly off Amazon and think it's going to come as expected. Now, they have a great return policy, and that's because what they ship out to you sometimes isn't what that's uh, you ordered. So be careful. Be careful. Anyway, Giselle says she wants an apology from Karen. Did you guys see Wendy's house on the outside? It looked very much like the Home Alone house, which I liked. It looked very Home Alone to me. Now, Mia, we get to know her a little bit. She's got three kids. Her husband is, oh my God, you guys, her husband, maybe 38 years old or unclear. You guys <laughs> think? She says she's 36 and the husband's 68, but the math was not adding up between what Mia was saying. And then they call her out. Even like Robin was doing math in her head. She's like, okay, like carry the one, you know, like Robin's figuring out. And she was pretty quick. I was impressed by Robin. She very quick with her math skills. And they're like, um, that doesn't seem right. If it's 30, this many years older and you're this age, like that's not the right math. And Mia's like, well, whatever. <laughs> Mia couldn't figure it out and she wasn't interested in figuring it out. You know, she's like, this is what it is. I'm going to tell you a number, and I don't care if those numbers add up. 
you're going to just have to accept it. And I respect that in the house. I remember that happened with the Phaedra Parks when they're like, when are you due? And when, you know, and she couldn't figure it out. She's like, well, I'm due in a week. And they're like, well, isn't that like four months since you said you were pregnant? And it was like, <laughs> you know, you just have to accept it sometimes. Of course they're lying. She's lying about how old she is and the husband is. And, you know, just accept that. Just accept it. Um, but that was really funny to me. And then Wendy does this monologue about the nude interlude and, how uh, she she named her new her bubs Happy and Ness, and then she reveals, takes off the jacket. That's when Robin thinks she had the butt done, too. They showed up before and after. And her face looks amazing, too. I don't know. The face didn't really look like there was much changes, but whatever, whatever refresher, Wendy looks phenomenal, and I need the doctor's name. So then we cut to the dinner table, and uh, Wendy says, uh, it seems like you've got a lot of stuff done. She says this to Mia because we're all talking about Robin's work. And uh, now Dr. Wendy wants to know, Mia, what'd you have done? And then Mia reveals she had Botox, fillers, lips, four boobs. That was confusing to me, wasn't it? Did I write that down correctly? Four boobs. Does that mean she did like four different boob jobs? Uh, she also did the tummy tuck, the ass. Good for her. Oh, she, then she also later reveals she had the clit done, too. I'm sorry about the language, but that's what she said. And uh, Ashley says, you did what now? She says, you did what now? And I thought, this woman's perfect for this TV show. And I love her. And I love her. Now, uh, Ashley says in her confessional, that thing has been beat to a pulp. That's the only thing I can deduce in regards to the, um, how do I say this? To Mia's box. Now, then they talk about Karen and Candace. Karen wants to move forward. Uh, Karen's got a white dress confessional, too, that she just looks so good, refreshed, beautiful. Love it. Uh, and then Ashley sort of brings up that issue with Robin. And then that's when Wendy's like, I want us to all be in a great place. And that's when Karen and Giselle, they go into that whole thing. Uh, Giselle says, I, you know, I don't, I'll never like Karen. And Karen's like, well, the feeling's mutual. I love that. And then they just talk about the boxes. They talk about the Jamal. I mean, I can't wait to find out more about this Jamal, the pastor situation. Because, you know, I think when COVID happened, Jamal thought that was his way out. You know, when Giselle needed him the most, Jamal got out of that relationship. Does he leave? Does he leave? When you need him the most? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to play that, you guys. I had to play it once. It's still on the soundboard. Anyway. Uh, I'm excited to find out what's going on with Giselle. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, this season, Mia, we get to learn more about her. We get this whole stuff about Chris managing Candace. Robin, uh, she, we see her going through her depression, which I think is great. She's open up about Giselle and Jamal, Wendy and Eddie stuff. Giselle is the one that brings up the rumor, which I was very upset with her because I love Wendy and Eddie and I don't like Giselle's stir in the pot. Yes, it makes good TV. But I was like, good for you, Wendy. We see Wendy in the uh, previews yelling at uh, Giselle and says, stop it. She says, everyone, uh, everything that everyone said you are is true. Something like that. Oh, I loved it. Also, there's some Candace versus Mia. You guys, this is going to be a great season. I feel it in my bones. Feel it. Love it. Love it. Anyway, you guys, that's the episode. We'll be back later this week with uh, Real Houses of Beverly Hills and that other show recaps. And then there's also an extra episode out this week. It's uh, super fascinating. If you're into sitcoms, I really encourage you to listen to it. I think it's a great chat. Uh, there's a whole episode about the history of sitcoms uh, with a guy named Bill Carter, who's a, a writer for the New York Times for 25 years. He's also uh, written a bunch of books on on late night TV, and he's a TV historian, and we talk all about the history of sitcoms, as well as some late night stuff, because he's a producer, and uh, he's written a ton of books on late night TV, and uh, he produced that CNN documentary all about the story of late night, which I had mentioned on the show before, and he's currently producing a new CNN document uh, documentary series about the history of sitcoms. So I, it's a really, really, I'm not just saying that, you guys, it's a really good chat, so I hope you'll check out my uh, episode on the history of sitcoms, which will be out this week on the main feed. I also want to say, if you uh, want to support this podcast, you go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash everything iconic. And if you donate $4 or more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I do one a month, and I just posted a new Sex in the City recap. So we're on season two of Sex in the City, and uh, it's really fun to recap that over there. And thank you all. Uh, for supporting the Patreon feed. We also got some new stuff at everythingiconic.store if you want to buy the Everything Iconic merch. Okay, I'm sorry to do the self-promo. Now, with all of that said, I want us to do our little cheesy cool-down and uh, one of our meditation cards. So let's all just take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Now, I also, while we're here, I forgot to tell you guys, I'm going to be on Watch What Happens Live on Wednesday. So watch it and see what happens live on Wednesday. <laughs> I'll be on with Ben and Ronnie from uh, Watch uh, from Watch What Crappens and then Sasha from the Bravo Breakdown. So please watch. Watch what happens live. Tweet about it. Watch it. All those good things. Love you all. Okay. 
Now, I want to do one of our meditation cards. So this is just something to remind yourself as you go about your week. Just say to yourself, I am compassionate. I understand how important it is to have compassion, and not just for others, but for myself as well. I forgive myself for the times I may have let myself down. I forgive others for the same. I realize that, like me, everyone is doing the best they know with the tools they have. I am compassionate. I love you all so much for listening. Uh, Stay safe and stay tuned to the podcast feed for new episodes. Uh, I also want to thank ACAST. Go to ACAST.com slash Everything Iconic for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Love you all. Bye-bye.